Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is sports to the max. Here on News Talk, 830 WCCO. Big thanks for joining us. A ton going on in the world of sports. NCAA tournament scoreboard. It is... Arkansas leading Gonzaga 62 to 56, 329 to go in the game out in San Francisco. Meanwhile, number two Villanova has pulled ahead of number 11 Michigan 50 to 43, just over seven minutes to go in the game in San Antonio. Coming up later on, number three Texas Tech, number two Duke in the Bay Area, and number five Houston, and number one Arizona in the late game in San Antonio. And uh, state tournament over at Williams Arena, Park Center beat Eastview 54-39. And coming up tonight, Cap Wyzetta against Creighton-Durham Hall. Creighton-Durham Hall, game of the tournament so far in their win over Owatonna at Target Center on Tuesday in the quarterfinals. Uh, Adam Tower, a three-pointer in the corner late in the game, turned out to be uh, the game winner. His dad, John, the head coach, at St. Thomas, cool story there. Uh, Twins win in the Grapefruit League. Uh, they beat uh, the Rays 7-1 to earlier today. Bailey Ober, a good start in that one. Going to talk a little golf. Uh, maybe maybe people have been able to sneak out and, and hit some balls. Uh, but uh, reality has set back in with temps in the 40s and wind. we got a rain-snow mix coming in tomorrow. But uh, just around the corner... It is one of the great uh, annual rites of spring, and that is the Masters down in Augusta, Georgia. And why not talk a little golf with uh, Ron Syrak and uh, wonderful golf journalist, contributor, golf channel, uh, author, PGA Lifetime Achievement in Journalism, LPGA Media Excellence Award winner. Ron, good to visit with you. Thanks, as always, for the time. Oh, thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure. Yeah, and uh, one of the the huge stories in the lead up to the Masters was the fact that uh, the besieged Phil Mickelson will will not play in uh, the tournament down in Augusta, Georgia, and and that caused quite a ripple not only in golf but in the sports world. Yeah, you know, uh, I threw a tweet out about uh, I listed the four possibilities I could see about why he's not going to be there, and it just blew up on Twitter. Everybody was was interested in that. And, you know, what I threw out is he may have been suspended by the PGA Tour, and we don't know that because they don't tell us about suspensions in Augusta National. It wouldn't apply to the Masters unless Augusta National decided to honor it. 
That would be one reason. Another one would be that Augusta decided on its own that it didn't want the distraction and sort of whispered in Phil's ear, this might be a good year to stay away. A third reason is he's had four sponsors put out, pull out on him now. He would be playing with no logo on his hat, his shirt, or his bag. That could be pretty awkward for him. And then the fourth thing is that he's just not ready to meet the media or the other players out there. Um, you know, he's put himself into, into quite a bunch. Yeah, and it all goes back to that Saudi-sponsored super tour, if you will, and you joined us a while back and talked about it. It doesn't sound like the idea is dead, but Phil Mickelson took a lot of heat. Greg Norman's been involved in this sort of stuff for a long time, but uh, Phil Phil uh, took some lumps over this one. Yeah, and, and uh, when Phil started to take lumps, we started to see other players um, um, whose names were sort of linked to it um, back off, like Bryson DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson. Uh, you know, right now the names that I see thrown out there are there's – some, there's some good names, and they're bigger, big names, but they're guys whose careers are in the rearview mirror. Lee Westwood, uh, Lee Poulter's names are out there. Uh, they announced venues for uh, eight tournaments this year. Four of them are going to be in the United States. Uh, and uh, um, it'll be interesting to see exactly how they fill those fields out. And Ron Syrak joining us, talking golf, and joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline here on Sports to the Max tonight. And, and Ron, this, this really truly is a right of spring. It, it, I, I put it in the category of pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training in Arizona and Florida. Uh, for people who live in the part of the world where we have snow on the ground a good chunk of the year, it, it really is a big deal to get uh, spring training underway, and it is finally underway for, for the Twins and the Red Sox and all the other clubs uh, in Florida and Arizona. And then, of course, the countdown to the Masters. I, I love that moment when I see my first Masters promo uh, on CBS Sports in the in the playoffs, I think the NFL playoffs. It, it's always like, oh, yeah, the countdown to the Masters is underway. It really is a big deal. Yeah, you know, Clifford Roberts and, and Bobby Jones, who uh, founded Augusta National Golf Club and created the Masters, uh, played the first one in 1934, they chose that time of the year, that, that first week of April, as a time to have the tournament because they thought they'd get sports writers heading north from baseball spring training. You know, uh, back then, everybody, everybody traveled by train. So they figured they'd get the, the, the sports writers riding their trains, going back up north, and they'd stop off and cover the tournament. And and so, and then it sort of became traditionally back in the old days of that's when daylight savings time came into effect. It was the first full week of daylight savings time. Um, so uh, there's there's a reason for it there, and it is it's a special thing. It's the only men's major played at the same golf course every year. So everybody knows that golf course. You you know all the holes, and, and you know how exciting that back nine is, and the anticipation just keeps building over those four days. And there's also an exclusivity, uh, invitation only, um, a very difficult club to become a member of. One of the toughest tickets in sports anywhere, um, just, just getting on the grounds for a practice round is difficult. I've been on the waiting list. It, it, it's kind of an annual ritual for me uh, to to wait for my now rejection <laughs> email from Augusta National saying, sorry, but uh, you have not been selected uh, for the honor to purchase a, a badge. 
Uh, but ne- nevertheless, the, it it has the aura of a big deal, and and it is a magical place. And you've been there many, many times. When you first go on the grounds, does it live up to expectation? Yeah, I guess I shouldn't tell you I've been there 32 times, huh? So <laughs> I, I've heard that before. <laughs> it it does. It, it exceeds expectations because uh, television doesn't really do it justice. I mean, high def television makes it a, a, a little bit a little bit more, but the contours there, uh, I, you know, from 10 T to 12 green. It's probably about a 200 foot change in elevation. Uh, um, the, the, it's 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 enormously hilly. The towering pines that are lining it, and if you hit the uh, if you hit the spring season right, and you get you get those that week when the magnolias and the dogwoods and the azaleas are in bloom, it's just it's just the most gorgeous place. And of course, because they have essentially an unlimited budget, it's the best manicured piece of property you're ever going to see anywhere. It, it's it's always in excellent excellent condition. Uh, besides just being a physically beautiful layout. And, and I think it's a brilliant golf course. Uh, you know, you've got those two par fives on the back nine that, that you can make a three on them or you can make a seven on them. You know, it, it, it can tease you into going for the green and two, and you can make eagle or you hit it in the water and you, and you make double, double bogey. And uh, uh, it's it's that, that back nine is – one of the things that makes it so exciting is you can shoot 30 on that back nine. You know, you could you could be four strokes behind going to the back nine on Sunday at Augusta, and you're not out of the tournament. Yeah, and the the history is, and, and in the age of television, Arnold Palmer was there at the beginning, and uh, it was very important. Jack winning six green jackets. Tiger's extraordinary performances. We We brought up Phil at the top. And his great performances, it, it seems as much or more than any major, There, there's different memories every year, and, and they've built up over time. You know, I remember I was working for the Associated Press in 1995, and Ben Crenshaw came into the Masters, and, and he was on nobody's radar screen to, to be a contender in there. He had won the Masters 11 years earlier. Right before the tournament, his longtime coach, Harvey Penick, dies. Mm. He goes to, to Austin, serves as pallbearer, comes back, and wins the tournament. And I'm thinking on Sunday night, I'm writing my story, and I'm thinking, I'm never going to get to write a better story than this. The next year is Greg Norman, Nick Faldo. Norman taking a six-stroke oh. lead into the final round. Faldo wins. And I'm thinking, I'm never going to write a better, get to write a better story than this. The next year, 21-year-old Tiger Woods comes in and wins by 12 strokes and sets a scoring record. So it, it has a way of always outdoing itself. It sort of, it sort of never lets you down. Yeah, it, it is extraordinary, and I'm, I'm sure it, it's magical to get there. And the media accommodations, one, one final thought on the I, – I, I've seen photos of, of the old Quonset hut that served as media headquarters – they they really spared no expense on on the new media digs, if you will, at Augusta National. Yeah, I started covering the Masters in in the Quonset Hut. Uh, my my first was nineteen eighty eight. Sandy Lyle seven iron out of the bunker on eighteen for birdie to win. But now and and then we had a really a state of the art media center. And then a few years ago they built this new one. They don't tell us the cost of anything there. The number that's whispered around is $45 million. Wow. But it's, 
it's a media center that's not only an amphitheater with every it's, it's got a restaurant in it it's got a locker room in it it's it's got uh, um state-of-the-art uh, computers every every work terminal has its own t every workstation has its own tv and own um a computer terminal to access leaderboards uh, you can you can watch interview if you don't want to go to the interview room you can watch the interview um, and listen to it on a headset and watch it on t on your own little closed circuit tv it's it is a remarkable rem i mean there's <laughs> and, and you know what's amazing about them too I left there in, in, in one April, end of a master's, and at the old media center. I came back the next year. We're in the new media center, and the new building looked – not only was it built in a year, it looked like it had been there forever, you know. It's wow. like they, they do these remarkable renovations, and, and you don't even feel like they've done anything. They just keep making it better. Well, well someday I'll keep my fingers crossed that I'll <laughs> may, make the journey – and, and make the trip to Augusta National. Before we run out of time, Ron, I, I wanted to bring up a couple other things. And, and John Ron brought this up recently, and I, I think it's a wonderful idea. I think the PGA Tour, especially for, for some of the regular events and stroke play events, they've, they've got the match play underway down in Austin, Texas, which, which I think is, is neat. But the idea of getting the LPGA Tour and the PGA Tour together and do some sort of team event or, or do multiple events uh, is gaining some steam, isn't it? It's gaining uh, steam among the fans, and it's gaining steam among uh, every TV executive that I talk to. They want something different. You know, they want something like that. The problem's going to be working out the prize money. I mean, let's face it. The women are playing for – this year the women are playing for total purses of $90 million dollars. PGA Tour is playing for a total purse of $420 million and another $145 million in bonus money, FedEx Cup bonus, player impact bonuses, and all that stuff. So it's about a six-to-one difference in what the uh, prize money for women and the men. So you got to figure out how to have an event. So, you know, uh, the men aren't going to play if it's a whole lot less than what they're used to. You know, So uh, how are you going to get them to show up and figure out a way so that that, that you have a prize money that would be a big payday uh, for, for the women and, and still a respectful payday for the guys. Yeah, and I, I think it would be a great thing to grow the game. People that traditionally watch the PGA Tour but maybe don't watch the LPGA Tour, but um, terrific players. Ron, you, you spend a good part of the year covering the LPGA Tour in, in, the, in the majors. Just great players. Yeah, you know, uh, I always say the biggest critics of women's golf, both among the fans and the media, are people who don't go to the tournaments and don't watch it. Because when you, I mean, being there and certainly being a journalist and being there and being a fan and being there, you realize how accessible the LPGA players are. And uh, uh, it, it's just they're absolutely unique that way. I mean, they want the attention because they are playing for one-sixth the prize money of the men. And uh, um they work very, very hard to promote their tour. Uh, you know, right now, uh, today, Jin Young Ko, who's the number one player in the world rankings, shot her 16th consecutive round in the 60s. Wow. I mean, 16 consecutive rounds in the 60s. And she was asked, <laughs> she was asked after, after, after today's round, is this the best you've ever played? And she, and she says, it's not as good as I'm going to play. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, and and there are great young stars. There's a lot of talk about 
PGA Tour and, and the, the, the great young players, but there's a lot of great young players on the LPGA Tour. It, it, it seems like a great time to usher in a new era and, and, and some cooperation between these tours, and once again, to help grow the game. Yeah, you know, and what we're really seeing right now, too, that's happening, it, I think college golf, for both men and women in this country, has improved so much in the last, say, 15 years, 10 years. You know, it used to be if you really had uh, um, your sights set on becoming a pro, you'd leave school early and go on the satellite tours to get better. But the competition is so much better in college golf now, and the courses are, are made so much uh, more challenging, more difficult in college golf now, that you can really cut your teeth for the pros in the college game. And you're seeing that among most both the men and the women, they're coming right from college and, and, and they're ready to win when they get to the PGA Tour. Um, a lot of, lot of really promising young talent on, on both the men's and the women's side. Ron Syrak joining us, a contributor to Golf Channel, author who's written many books, PGA Lifetime Achievement and Journalism Award, LPGA Media Excellence Award winner, and... One other thing I wanted to bring up and get a final thought before we run out of time. The USGA, uh, as of late, has been awarding U.S. Opens. And traditionally, it would be seven, eight years, nine years down the road when, when Hazeltine was in the mix uh, for U.S. Opens once upon a time. Uh, now they're, they're, they're kind of linked to the PGA of America and the Ryder Cup's coming back to Hazeltine. The PGA has moved up early in the year in May. Not going to have a major in Minnesota in May. So really it's pretty much Hazeltine and Ryder Cup. Looks like they're out of the USGA mix. But nevertheless, uh, the USGA is awarding majors out 30 years. Oakland Hills got a couple of majors. What's going on there, Ron? I think there's two things going on. One is, is and you've just sort of hinted at it, the competition between the USGA and the PGA for the best venues. You know, uh, USGA sure. had two, uh, two U.S. Opens at Beth Page Black, and now we've had a PGA there, and there's going to be the next Ryder Cup, and the U.S. is going to be here. So, so the PGA and the USGA are, are battling with each other. So they want to outdo each other and lock up courses far into the future. The other thing is to leverage their prime events um, um, to get other events in there. For the PGA, you know, they've got the PGA Championship and the Ryder Cup, and they can use that to leverage venues for the uh, Women's PGA Championship now, the KPMG Women's PGA sure. Championship. Yeah. We already saw that at Hazleton, you know. Correct. And uh, I'm not sure that they get in there if it's not for the PGA being involved. And the U- on the USGA side, uh, they not only have a U.S. Women's Open, which is going to Pebble Beach next year and, you know, a U.S. Open venue, but they've got all those other events like the Boys Junior, the Girls Junior, you know, the Women's Am, the Men's Am, and they, they leverage like, oh, you want to have a U.S. Open? Yeah, you can, but you got to have maybe a Women's U.S. Open, maybe a Boys Junior, you know, something else in there. So it's, it's both of those things going on, trying to outdo each other, the USGA and the PGA, and trying to leverage their 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 big events to help out the the smaller events, and it's huge for these clubs because uh, yep. landing a major and I, and I've heard through the grapevine, uh, Interlochen, which has had a U.S. Women's Open, 
and uh, just an unbelievable venue. What an honor it's been to have a chance to tee it up a couple of times at Interlochen. But um, or or Hazeltine, these are very important for the financial security of some of these clubs. It not only brings in a lot of revenue that week, you know, and, and like the pro shop, and we, we will get uh, exclusivity on logos for the events within a 75-mile yeah. radius. But it not only brings in uh, um, a lot of revenue that way, but you can a lot of times the club can, oh, get a new sprinkling system out of it or get a yeah. renovation done on the bunkers or something. You know, you, you, you get the PGA of America or the USJ to come in. And they will they will improve the infrastructure of your golf course, and uh, that's one of the benefits that you get. You know that said, there's always there's usually a pretty fairly close to even split among members a lot of times to have a major championship because you are giving your golf course up for several weeks during prime playing season. Yeah, wow, uh, very interesting though. Uh, majors are being awarded to venues and uh, the people awarding those majors probably won't see them played, but nevertheless. Uh, (laughs) Ron, always good to visit with you. Thanks for the time. Thanks for having me on and I look forward to chatting down the road. There he is, Ron Syrak, golf writer extraordinaire, joining us, headed for the Masters soon. And uh, he joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Quick break, much more Sports to the Max coming up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.